Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! As I was praying for you this morning, uh, the scripture came to my mind. I want to give it to you now. Um, I love this scripture so much. Galatians 6.9. Galatians 6.9, if you're taking notes, take this one. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So the problem with us not getting what God wants us to have is that we lose heart very quickly. It's true. We lose heart and we get disappointed and we give up too quickly. Can I hear a good amen? I know it's not a good amen to say amen to, but it's true that the amen is for. Yeah, it's true. It's true. We give up too easily. I, I, I preached this before to a group of young people and God used it, so I'm going to do it again right now because it just came to me again. Uh, the father uh, came and he kind of like bothered Jesus. You know? uh, Lord, uh, my daughter is dying, dying at home. Can you please come to heal? And Jesus was already healing people. He was busy. And, and this is like a bother. You know? This is a personal request uh, while Jesus is doing public ministry. Huh? Suddenly got a personal request. You know? Hello? I know how it feels because let's say I'm praying for a lot of people here and someone tapped me on my shoulder and said, Pastor, can you, uh, there's someone downstairs in the basement uh, who needs you know, your personal attention. I'm like, hey, can't you see a hundred people here? Right? But Jesus, uh, he knew the Father's will. Oh, he always knew the Father's will. So instead of scolding this person, go like, hey, please, uh, don't be so selfish. Right? You know, I'm praying for a hundred people here and then you want personal. No, no, he said, would you please come to my house? And Jesus was walking, walking with the man, right? And as he's walking with the man, and the man says, no, his daughter is dying, you know, all right? And uh, they get interrupted again. In Jesus' ministry, a lot of interruptions. Right? And the interruption was, power flowed through his body. Boom! He could feel it. You know, whoa. And he turned around, and he said, who touched me? Boom, 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 boom. Who touched me? Boom, boom, boom. Okay, so he, and the disciples were going like, huh? Right? Because there were so many people thronging Jesus. You remember that? Remember that story? So people were like pushing and trying to get to him. And you know, when I speak to youth, I always dram- dramatize a little bit. They're smelling his hair, they're touching his clothes. Jesus, Jesus, sign my autograph. So, uh, so uh, uh, the Lord is moving, and I, I'm not sure whether he's even walking in a straight line because it's like thousands, right? Sometimes he has to feed thousands. So I'm thinking, hey, hey. And, and he's walking with this religious leader uh, uh, who said, Can you come to my house? My daughter is dying. And uh, then, uh, you see, because so many people are touching him, the, the disciple says, uh, Jesus, why do you ask who is touching you? So many people are touching you. Uh, he said, this is different. And this is where I learned uh, that Jesus can come to church and have a uh, hundred people touching him, uh, but the hundred people may not be touched back in return. Uh, because the woman who touched him, he, the hem of his garment, touched him by faith. There can be a lot of people going to church, right now, But we don't just go to church and sit down and, and you know, have a nice entertaining time. We need to come to church by faith. Because it was only one lady that touched him by faith and power flowed. Can you imagine that? That means that all the other hundreds of people touching him, he felt nothing. So that's, that's a very powerful thought, right? Only one lady touched him by faith. Boom! Power, no? And he had to turn around. Oh, hold on, hold on. Who touched me? <laughs> like a hundred, I don't know, like a thousand people, Lord. No, 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 this is different. Someone touched me by faith. Anyone who touched me by faith, sure get power in. Sure get power. Power is released by faith. 
So someone touched me. The lady owned up and said, it's me, Lord. Told, told Jesus the story and said, I, my, my flow of blood for 12 years. Couldn't stop, right? No physician could help her. Flow of blood for 12 years, non-stop. Was totally stopped when the power of God touched his Then he says, daughter, do not fear. Your faith has made you well. So interruption again. Huh? A lot of interruptions were the way. The interruption uh, was so bad that actually the girl died already. Right? So Jesus turned around and said, hey, okay, sorry, sorry, let's, let's keep walking. And then as they are walking, the servants of the, the master came and said, bother the teacher no longer. Your daughter is dead. Right? And, you know, these kind of words, uh, I tell you from the Bible, just really touches me. Until today, even though I'm preaching it, uh, I get so touched because it's the truth. And, 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 the, and the father, can you imagine, his only daughter, you know, the Bible says, and he, he just immediately went, I think all hope drained out of him. I think Jesus saw it. He was like, I don't even know what to say, you know. Right? I thought we were on time. Then maybe now you get angry because that lady, that stupid lady, uh, that stupid lady, uh, because you should get angry one. Should get angry one because uh, then you try to blame everybody, right? If that lady didn't go and you know, bother Jesus, uh, touch his hair, hair touch later, lah, you know. Why must touch now? We were on our way already. My daughter had another, only 10 more minutes to live. You stole my daughter's time, you know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why you. Because sometimes when you're really down, uh, you can be down, depressed, down, angry, down, revenge. All kinds of thoughts can come. But you know what Jesus says? So simple, you no, know, his words. He turned to the father because I'm sure he saw. You know, maybe put at the face, or maybe just, just pale. Maybe just the sadness came upon the father's face. Uh, only daughter died. Don't bother the master anymore. She's dead. He says to him uh, only a few words to me. Do not be afraid. Only believe. Do not be afraid. Only believe. I think to myself, this is, this, is, this is a picture I think a lot of us live in. Can I share this with you? A lot of us live in. Careful, huh? I'm going to just, just, just say to you, so I want you to receive it prophetically. This, this is how many of us don't see our victory. We stop, we hear news that stops us in our tracks. And then we start to decide, maybe I should take over now, maybe I should do something about it now, maybe I should just give up now. And it could have been just 20 more steps to the house. Maybe just 20 more steps to the house. And Jesus is here saying, do not be afraid. Only believe. Only believe just means... Take those few more steps. Just take those few more steps. Some of us, our victory was just around the corner, no? but we gave up so easily. Some of us, our breakthrough was just around the corner, but we stopped because the devil is expert in stopping us at our tracks with bad news. But Jesus whispered, only believe. If I go back to Joshua 1.8, what does it mean? Keep speaking. Keep thinking. Keep following and you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. And the father, I mean, he just received news, you know, his servant told him that the daughter is dead, but hearing the words of Jesus, he says, okay, let's go and see what happens. Just a few more steps. Just a few more steps. Let's, let's go. And now, of course, I don't know where the steps were. I'm just, I'm just saying, prophetically, I felt that. Many years ago, this message came to me, about 25 years ago, no? it came to me, uh, and first message was, do not come to church without faith. Do not try to touch Jesus as if he was a superstar. You know, you, when you want to come to the Lord, come by faith and you will see his power move. Okay? He is not an entertainer. He's not here to entertain you or to sing a song. Jesus, sing us a song. Jesus, dance for us. You know? no, 
He's not a clown. Huh? He is the Lord. And you want, to, you want to come? Come by faith. Come by faith. Come by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to believe God. So the power of God was ready to move on this person's life. Remember? And then when Jesus uh, went with the Father back to the house, this, this, this scripture is totally not in my notes. So I'm, I'm now speaking to you prophetically, okay? I'm feeling led by the Holy Spirit. And when they went back to the house, there, there were mourners crying. You know, sometimes you can hire these mourners. Sometimes they are really real mourners, uh, you know, neighbours, and then they are, oh, your daughter is dead. Oh, poor thing, so young, so young. You know, okay, stuff like that. Okay, and then you know what Jesus did? He only allowed a few of the disciples to go with him. A few. Because he only can take people who really believe. Right? So, it's not about numbers. It's about take, if you only had one, take one. Take two. Okay, it was Peter, James, and John. Uh, just take a few because there is no power in unbelief. Unbeliever has never done anything for anybody. Nothing. Unbelief has really no value. No? He has done nothing for nobody. It's only faith that can do at least something. Maybe even move mountains. Are you all seeing me? So he's walking with the Father and he says, can you get all these mourners out? Because uh, in the room that a miracle is about to happen, you cannot have unbelief in it. Okay, fine. Thank you so much for crying. But can you please uh, move out of this room because this room is going to be turned into a miracle room. And so the father uh, and, and the mother, I, it's amazing how the father and mother can even believe Jesus to actually get all the people out. You, you have to have some faith, right? I mean, if you are conducting a funeral, uh, can you imagine? You go there, everybody clear the room, please. Stop crying. Uh, very hard to do, I know. You'd be, like, uh, you, you'd be looked at dumb, right? But no, Jesus says, clear the room. And then you know what they are? They started from crying and they started laughing at him. Like, hey, you're not even a doctor. This girl is dead. And the father obeyed. The father carried out, carried through. And he, he sent all the people out of the room. And you know the story, right? He says, young girl, get up. She got up. His only child got up. And then the next thing is, give her something to eat. I like that part because Jesus loves to eat and... Uh, I think I, can be, I think I can be very good friends with Jesus you know, if he was Malaysian. Yeah, every time, every miracle ends up with eating one. Hallelujah, praise God. Give her something to eat. Hallelujah, amen. So, you understand? Uh, 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 this, is, this is very, very important. Come on, people. Push a little bit more. Press in a little bit more. Just a few more steps only. Don't give up so easily. Yeah, but I prayed 100 days already. Then make it 101. I, I, 101 or so I did. I didn't make it 102. I mean, what will it cost you? Seriously. What will it cost you to pray 100, 100 days or 110 days? What will, it, what will it really cost you? Nothing. I told the Lord before, Lord, I'd rather go to the grave uh, still believing. That means that if I really have to die, then I die to my dying breath of believing. Because it's better to go that way, right? It's better to go as a believer than to go as an unbeliever. So my last breath, oh, no, I prayed the whole time, didn't work for me, no healing. Oh, I still believe. Then I go into the grave as a believer. I appear the next moment with my eyes open in front of Jesus. And he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Seriously, friends, whatever it is, it's better to go as a believer, not an unbeliever. It's better to go believing than doubting. Yes or no? Come on. So, don't worry. It doesn't cost you a lot of... Uh, I don't know. Is it, does it take a lot of money to believe? Sometimes it does. 
But you know, does it, what, what does it take? What does it cost you? So why don't you just keep on believing, keep on going? Everybody okay? So again, the, what does the scripture say in Galatians? Don't lose heart. If you, if, if you keep sowing, you will reap. So keep going. Can I hear a good amen? Everybody still with me? Are we still on the same planet? What planet is that? Don't know. Okay. Earth. Okay, okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's move on. Alright, so let me, let me give you what I was going to give you uh, last Saturday. Uh, very quickly, let's move through the scripture. Uh, 2 Kings, 2 Kings uh, 6, 1. And the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, uh, Elisha is also here, right? <laughs> That's a, a church partner called Elisha. Okay, um, see now, the place where we dwell with you is too small. Somebody say too small. Okay, so the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, the, the, the major prophet, place too small. Okay. Next one, verse 2. Please let us go to the Jordan and let every man take a beam from there and let us make there a place where we may dwell. Oh, very nice, very nice because this is a dream. Somebody say dream. All of us in this room has a dream, I'm sure. Dream for citizenship was your dream for your daughter. Dream to own a house, dream to have a car, dream to give your children a good education. <coughs> dream for your children to marry well. Dream. Everyone has a dream. The prophets, the sons of the prophets also had a dream. Okay, we, this is too small. We want to break through into bigger things. Okay, cool. What is that, the next one? Then one said, please consent to go with your servants. Wow. He's, they, they said, the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, please go with us. Well, this is one of the best invitations. No? You invite the servant of God to go with you. Very good. Then Elisha said, I will go. Okay, verse 4. So he went with them, and when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. Okay? Cutting down trees. Oh, have you ever seen sons of prophets cut down trees? Wow, this is cool, huh? Wow, you know, with their beard and, you know, with their prophetic clothes or whatever. They, you know, wow, you know. Sons of the prophets, I'm sure they, they look like sons of prophets. You know, I'm sure they have a look. There's a look. So they're cutting down trees. Why? Because there's a dream. Because the place before was too... Anyone here facing that in your life? This is too small. God has greater things for me. Bigger things for me. Alright? Elisha, would you go with us? Yes! So they're cutting down trees. Okay, verse 5. But as one was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water. And he cried out and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. He was not so much afraid about the axe going into the water as he was afraid that he couldn't pay back. I wonder how many of us know and understand this, uh, that you might think that this scripture won't really apply to you because you don't owe anybody anything. A lot of you maybe in this room don't owe anybody anything. Uh, and so, okay, scripture, good, I read it, but I'm not touched by it. I want to touch you with the scripture today. Um, Master, the axe head has fallen. It was borrowed. He's very concerned it was borrowed. Okay, what's the next scripture? So the man of God said, where did it fall? Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. And he showed him the place. There, there, where, there. Where, there. Fell right there. Okay, cool. And cut off. Uh, so he cut off a stick and threw it in there and he made the iron float. Woo! He made, <laughs> I love it. Don't you love it? The, the, the prophet, you know, the word of God, right? He shows the stick. 
There, ah, there, ah, sure, ah. Okay, throw the stick. He not only throw the stick, ah, he cut off the stick. He cut off the stick. He cut off the stick. So cut from where? From the tree, ah. Cut the stick, throw it there, boom. Very specific, spot on. And that stick, I'm sure, must have helped the axe head float. Woo, I love it, ah. Don't you love scripture? You love miracles? You love all this? Um, uh, sometimes we've got to go deeper. Uh. Sometimes we read only, but we've got to go deeper. Wow. X head, no. X head, iron. Not plastic. Uh. Iron head, floating. Alright, what's the next scripture? Therefore, he said, pick it up for yourself. So he reached out his hand and took it. Yay! Yeah, I got the X head back. Okay, I want to give you a, a few thoughts. So, Joshua 1.8. Mouth, mind, method, and you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. You will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Okay, L listen. So how does it start? It starts like Second Kings. I think whatever I have now, too small. I think I need to break through. I think I need to see bigger things. How many of you want to see bigger things in your life? Come on. Bigger things. Bigger things in your marriage, in your family, in your, you know, Whatever. You want to see your, your, your family more and more get saved so that you're not the only one. Now, 25 people will get saved in the next, you know, five years. You, you, want, you want to see bigger things, bigger things. Amen. So it's, it's good to dream. Yeah? Too small. Let's go. Let's make a new place for ourselves. But listen, huh? before they go out, can the Word of God please go out with us? Not? Why? Because the prophet holds the Word of God. Elisha, please. Go out with us. I love this though, because before you want to build anything great, you must ask for the Word of God. And so I'm giving it to you since last Saturday. This is the Word of God. You want to break through, make things bigger in your life? You want, it, you want it? You really want it? Then what does the Word of God say? Let this book of the law not depart from your mouth. Meditate in it day and night. Right? And do according to all that is in it. Okay? Mouth, mind, Method and you will, okay? So the Word of God, you must take the Word of God with you and then you will see. So, Elisha, can you please follow? Thank God the sons of the prophets were wise enough uh, to ask the prophet to come with them. Thank God that you are wise enough uh, to ask, yes, I have this dream, but I need the Word of God. I need the prophet, as in like the one who carries the Word. Today, of course, the, word, the one that carries the Word is you You carrying the Bible. That's the Word of God, amen? Not just carry it with your hand, carry it with your heart. Everybody Okay. Okay, what's the next one? The next one is that while they're chopping the wood or the, the tree, axe falls. Okay. The man, the, the, one of the sons of the prophet, he's very concerned that it's borrowed. And this is where I want to minister to you for a while. Do you know that the Bible says very clearly in Romans 13, 8, Owe no one anything but love. I want to tell you right now, even though you don't owe anybody any money or you don't owe anybody any favours, all of us in this room are owe people love. And I have discovered one thing, no, people, and I want you to hear my heart because uh, it's very important for me to say it. In my pursuit of the power of God, in my pursuit of miracles, signs and wonders, you know why? I told you last Saturday that it's because of the different ones who have had cancer in the past. Some have already gone home to be with the Lord. I, 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 you know, I must thank, uh, can I use this word, uh, and, I, and I do it very respectfully, I thank everyone who had had some sort of a sickness, some survived, some didn't survive. Uh, you know what it did to me? 
as a pastor, it stirred me up so much uh, because I couldn't help them there. I, I couldn't do very much for them there, but I stirred me up. It's almost like uh, in, in the world now, there's a pandemic and people are dying from the pandemic and all that. You, you know there's a race to get the, the vaccine. There's a race to get the cure. And the more people die and the more people get infected, the more that urgency. So your pastor caught an urgency as he saw people catching different diseases. I know the Word of God says, you know what the Word of God says? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases. See, this is the Word of God to me and to all of us. So I, I must believe that the Word of God is true and it's, it's more true than my experience. My experience also is, is, is true. But God's Word is even more true than my experience. I cannot allow my experience to dictate my future. I must allow the Word of God to dictate my future. Are you boys still okay? So if all sicknesses are already healed, then cancer also. So the thing is, that I thank everyone and every family that has gone through pain and tears and lost ones uh, because all these stories drives me, you know, on a weekly basis, if not daily, uh, on, I'm on my knees saying, God, if Jesus Christ was here today, uh, He would heal every cancer. But Jesus said, I will give this power now to my church. So you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. You understand what I'm saying? So this passion that is in me now has gotten me to come to these kind of scriptures and these kind of messages because God is saying, Kenneth, Acts Church will one day become a cancer healing church. But you see, uh, it is these stories that cause us so much pain that, see, if you only left with pain, uh, then there's, there's not much to talk about. But the pain must turn into purpose. The pain must turn into purpose. So the pain that I also have, because uh, close ones in this church, you know, had died, uh, you know, and I, I wanted to actually, uh, by the power of the name of Jesus, touch them, heal them. That was always my desire. But what has happened is that uh, the urgency has grown so much, you know. The, the passion has grown so much uh, that now I say, God, I want to be your healing power on the earth. I want to be your saving power on the earth. God, you've given this power to the church. And so it's driven me. It's like a race for the vaccine. It's like a race for the cure. And I'm telling you right now, I, I, I'm studying scripture. I'm on my knees. I'm praying. I say, God, give us that formula. He says to me, Kenneth, this is the formula. Don't stop speaking. Don't stop thinking. Don't stop using and applying my word. Don't stop even if it was your last breath. Don't, Kenneth. You understand? If I told you to take communion, take it every day. Yeah, maybe sometimes you miss one, two days, but take it every day. See, the thing is persistence. You've got to continually do it. The power is in daily. Give us this day our daily bread. So you need to understand this. And too many Christians, we miss it. Because we said, I never mind, it doesn't work. Or never mind, I take a break, you know, two years break. You know, don't, 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 don't. So this is, this is very, very important. So I have learned one more thing about this, uh, that God, when He saves us, uh, we are all, our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, we are going to heaven. His heart is really for the lost. And can I, can I share this with you? And I hope you understand my heart, huh? Because I, I, I told you I've been searching a lot, right? One of the ways to see God's power move is to see the purpose for which that power moves. Meaning, that when I'm praying for a cancer patient, I must not, especially if the cancer patient is a Christian, I must not only think about that person only. 
I must think about what this person can do to all the unbelievers in her family, all the unbelievers. See, the purpose and the passion of healing must be more than just you because you are already going to heaven. I know, I, I, you go like, oh, but Pastor, you know, uh, it's about us, right? It's about us, right? It's about we are His children, so He should heal us. Yes and no. Because if the purpose is just only your healing and your happiness, then it's a very small, too small a purpose. So, he is crying out when his ex-head went in because he's owing. I pray that we have the same passion today that when we are praying for the sick, uh, the sick recovers because we are owing people who do not know Jesus that miracle. There is another scripture. I don't know if I can give it to you right now. 1 Kings 18. You go back and read 1 Kings 18. Is the, uh, the chapter that Elijah called down fire from heaven. Fire. You know, uh, before the fire came down, I want you to read, uh, you go back and read it, 1 Kings 18. What did Elijah say? Elijah said, God, I have done this all according to your word. According to your word, I've done it. Now send down fire. But he didn't close the prayer like that. He says, so that the people's hearts can turn back to you. I have now recognized uh, that God actually, because there's another scripture that says, uh, what's the, what, what does the scripture say? Uh, um, is, it, is it beautiful or pleasant in the eyes of God are the death of His saints? That, that causes me to go like, what? There's a scripture like that. That, say, that says God is pleased with the death of His saints. So I, I think to myself, uh, is, it, is the healing just for keeping us alive? Because we know that our life is greater in heaven. So is the healing only just for you as a Christian? So the Lord has been giving me words and the words are like this, you know. One of it is salvation must be the purpose for signs and wonders. And the supernatural must not just be for you as a, as a believer to receive and be happy with it and go like, yes, I'm healed, yay! It's got to be as a witness. So the purpose behind it, guys, uh, you, you, you try it from today onwards because I'm trying it now. When I go and pray for somebody, I said, uh, so that many more may will come to know Christ. Lord, heal this woman uh, so that her whole family will believe. And I can take this and preach it. And I, you, if the purpose has got to change. The purpose shouldn't just be for the Christian's healing. I know, I, know, I know it's rocking some of your theology, but think about it for, for a moment. Your, your healing is, is probably not the most important thing, no? Because the most important thing you already have, what is it? Salvation. Are you all with me? God did not just send a healer, He sent a saviour. If sickness was the greatest problem on the earth, huh, He would send a healer. But sickness was not the greatest problem on the earth, sin was. So he had to send a saviour. Healing is part of that salvation. And sometimes, sometimes that, that uh, healing or that salvation, I mean, it's, I mean, you think about it, some people, in fact, uh, when I prayed, I went to a friend's funeral in New Zealand and uh, the pastor just went up there and said, you know, we prayed so long for this person's uh, healing. He died of cancer, my, this, this friend of mine, many years ago. And, 
And the, the pastor said this, you know, he said, he has received his greatest healing and is now in heaven. I think only Christians can say this, you know. He has received his greatest healing, you know. That means that to actually die and go back to heaven is like a healing. I know it's getting a bit quiet here. But I want you to understand where I'm pursuing God. I'm pursuing God because I understand that this man is saying, the axe head is in the water. I'm now worried because I owe. So the owing, I think, is what we need to live by. We need to live by, does it bother us? That we owe the people around us, in our families, in our offices, we owe them the testimony that Jesus Christ is Lord. And one of the best ways God has given to us, the church, to share the gospel with people is the power of God. But if the power of God only remains in the church, uh, you get healed of your cough, you get healed of your headache, you get healed only among Christians, then what's the real purpose of healing? The Bible says we, we owe nobody anything but love. And when I, now I see things differently. You know? now, I, now I know why I want to see people healed because I want many more people saved. The person who's being healed, a, a Christian, is already saved. Not to say I don't care for the person. No, no I, but now I care for you, but I, I'm, I'm now saying, oh, but God, there are so many other people who don't know you. Please heal this person now. Very different, no? From just, uh, Lord, just, just heal him. Uh, just heal her. Uh, please, God, give her this testimony. No, she already got testimony already. He already, his, his testimony is that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life already. Now, unless you want this testimony, yeah, to go out there and share with another million people and draw them to Christ. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? I want you to think about this. Okay, so, the son of the prophet cries out, I'm owing, this is not my axe head, I'm owing. Okay, so, what happened was, and I want to share this with you, um, the, the prophet Elisha cut off from the tree a stick and he threw it into the water and the stick Lifted up the exit. I, lo I love this part also because the Holy Spirit revealed to me, you know. He says, see, the prophet uh, can do a lot of things. Have you ever asked the question, why did the prophet have to do that one thing? Because he can spit in water. Pui! Can throw some dirt in the water. You know, Jesus took some clay or rather some dirt. He spit, he made some clay and then he put it on the blind, man, blind man's eyes. I'm not going to do that to you, brother. Because SOP, uh, SOP, can you speak? Uh, why? And you know what the Lord told me? He says, Kenneth, what did the sons of the prophet go there for? To build a future. Now the axe is in the water, axe head. So what did the prophet do? He took a little bit of the future. I say he took a little bit of the future and he threw it into the water. You know why sometimes we give up? Because we can't see the future. He didn't take sand, he didn't take rocks. So he took a little bit from the future because they were cutting down trees and using the trees to build their future. Now the axe has gone in there and they can't build anymore because he needs the axe to cut down the tree. So the very tool that was provided for him is now in the water. You know what Elisha does? He cuts off a stick from the tree and he says, this is a small glimpse of your future. Here you go. This is what you do. Future goes in and future lifts up the exit. And that's why there are many times uh, we Christians fall short of our breakthroughs and our healing and, you know, and, and getting our church you know, uh, growing and, because 
we don't have our eyes on the future that God has given to us. What does he say in the Word of God? He has given us a future and a hope. A lot of us, when we repeat the scripture, we say that, and he has given us a hope and a future. I told you before, it's the other way around. It's very nice to say hope and future, but the Bible says future and hope. Because without seeing the future, you have no hope. Go back to the scripture and see it. The scripture says future and hope. Okay? Yeah. My wife uh, wants to make sure that you understand it's found in the New King James Version. Okay, other version, maybe they put hope and but there's a reason. And the New King James Version is one of the closest uh, in terms of uh, translation, translation from uh, the old uh, uh, language uh, and they translate. So it says future and hope and I really believe it's anointed by the Holy Spirit. Uh, and it's true, I'm telling you right now, can you have hope without seeing the future? So future comes first. God has come to give you a future and a hope. So He cuts off a little bit of the future, guys. I love it. What do you see? Do you just see an axe head gone forever and therefore now your dreams are gone? No. You brought the Word of God with you, right? The prophet. He's with you. The Word of God is with you. You call. He said, Elijah, can you please follow us? He said, yes, I'll come. God will, ne will never deny you an invitation. You know, when you invite Him, He will come. He went for the wedding. Turn water into wine. Jesus will always come when you invite Him. So the Word of God comes. He is the Word of God, right? Jesus. The prophet is the representation of what? The Word of God. And then the Word of God takes the future, a little bit of the, 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 the stick, throws it into the water, and come on, I'm going to say it again, and I hope you get excited. Your future, even though it's just a little glimpse, is the one that raised the axe head up. I know it's very hard you know, when you see someone who is like really like dying you know, on the hospital bed. It's very hard to see a future. When your bills are up to your eyebrows, it's very hard to see a future. You can't, see, you can't even see. Don't say see a future. Yeah? When you see, like, you know, when Timothy, uh, sorry, when uh, um, Elvin, Elvin's son, Timothy, has special needs. And the first time he heard it, he was, it was very painful for him. And if you ask Elvin, he will truthfully tell you he was in denial. No, 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 my son cannot have special needs. No, 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 no way, no way. He's a normal child. Very hard. And then we walked with Elvin, we prayed with Elvin, and slowly but surely, Elvin saw a future that his son, even though special needs, uh, has a future. You know why I encouraged Elvin to call the new ministry, the new special needs kids ministry? I asked him to call it Timothy. He said, no, how, can, how, how come you ask me to call it my son's name? I said, no, it's not just your son, it's our son. Meaning that Timothy belongs to the church. And Timothy wasn't Paul's son, no? not his biological son, but Paul called him my son. And I said to Elvin, any special needs kid in this church is not just that parent's kid, it's our kid. We are collectively responsible for the kid. So when you call it Timothy, uh, we are saying that it might not be our son, but he's still our son and we will care for him. We will look after him. Are you all still with me? But what I'm trying to say is that Paul, uh, Elvin, sorry, Elvin had to see a future. Because it's very, very tough. That's why parents are in denial the first time we hear it because it's like the whole world crumbles. What can a special needs child, what kind of future does he have? Well, in God, all things are possible. I have to say this to you. In God, all things are possible. I know. 
Some uh, special needs are mild. Some are really, really bad. I've seen the bad ones too. But I just got to believe, guys. I just got to have a glimpse. I'm not asking you to cut the whole tree down. Huh? Just cut a bit of the stick, the wood, and throw it into the very place that you lost hope. The place where you lost your axe head. You lost hope. You throw the, 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 a bit of your future in there and you said, God, do a miracle for me. But this is what I want to say to you as I close this part. Huh? So, the prophet did everything for him. And then at the end, we read it, right? Pick it up yourself. Pick the axe head up yourself. So, uh, XDV, can you help me just uh, put out the, the points? I, I've been speaking, but I haven't given them. Okay, so number one, the desire or need for more. You want to grow. Number two, you need the wisdom of having the word close at hand. So you invite the prophet to be with you. You invite the word of God to, to be with you. I give you the formula from Joshua 1.8. You have the word of God because you want to grow. This place is too small for you. You want a bigger dream. You want a breakthrough. What's number three? The provision and the problem. So you were provided for. And yet there's a problem. Uh, 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 you know, uh, the, 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 the future, the provision, the exit in the water is a problem. What's number four? Let a glimpse of the future help raise up the borrowed tool needed to get the job done. Let the glimpse, let a glimpse of the future help raise up the borrowed tool needed to get the job done. Number five, then get ready to get wet. Get ready to get wet. I want to summarize this uh, whole message to you. you know. What does it say at the end of Joshua 1.8? And you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Get ready to get wet. And a lot of times, we, 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 we come to a place where either we're discouraged or disillusioned, we stop. We stop speaking, we stop thinking, and we stop doing the way God wants us to. Are you all still with me? And we stop getting wet. And we say, God, you get wet. <laughs> God, do this for me. And God says, I'm going to teach you how to do it. You know, have you heard the statement before? Don't just give a man a fish, teach him how to fish. That's what God is doing with us. He's not just giving you the healing, no? giving you the fish, no? He's teaching you how to heal. He's teaching you how to feed yourself. He's teaching you how to prosper. He's teaching you how to break through. Everybody okay? Very, very important. What did the prophet say at the end? The exit is already up already, floating already. You go get it. Uh, prophet, can't you do one more miracle? Bring the exit up to me. I mean, it's just one step only. And I'm, I can almost hear the prophet say, yeah, it's your step. It's your step. It's you not giving up. Do not grow weary in doing good. It's you. Because in due time, you will reap. You. No, no, no. I mean, you really did so, did so much, right? You really floated up already. Just, just, just a little bit more. I don't want to get wet. Lah. No clothes, no change. A lot of Christians don't like to get wet. One. I said a lot of Christians don't like to get wet. A lot of Christians don't like to get wet. Some other people will say, roll up your sleeve and work. Roll up. It's time to roll up your sleeve. It's time to get wet. See, listen, uh, if it was a very shallow water, do you think the guy couldn't go in and help himself? It must have been very deep. Come on. Come on. So the stick went in, brought, the, the future went in, brought the tool that you need for your future, right? Brought it up, but it's deep. So that's why I say get ready, get wet, because this guy probably had to swim, you know. 
It's not one of those, ah, ah. Some of us are like that, right? Every day is when we're praying, we're, ah, ah. Pray, pray harder, lah. Ah. <laughs> Come on, lah, reach out more, ah. Oh, I guess there's no other way but to get wet, lah. No other way but to get wet. Jump. Thank you. <coughs> let's, let's look at the last bit and then we'll close. Okay. This is the last one already. Huh? Last one already. Last one. Huh? Are you all ready for this? Christians, are you ready for this? Please understand that I love you enough to preach like this. Because understand the mission of X Church. Huh? The mission of X Church is helping people believe. That's our mission statement. If you don't see me anymore tomorrow, carry on with what I've taught you because it's going to bring you success and breakthrough. If the church closes down tomorrow, like it closed down for MCO, the duty of the church is to give you or to strengthen you in your faith so that you can live a breakthrough life, an abundant life, wherever you are. You're not supposed to live the abundant life only in church on Sunday or Saturday. So, my job uh, every time I see you is to strengthen your faith, strengthen your faith, strengthen your faith because it's all about faith. Disneyland, their mission statement is to make you happy. That is not my mission statement. My mission statement uh, is to strengthen everyone's faith here. So much so uh, that when your, strength, uh, your faith is strengthened, uh, you go home, you apply it to your wife, you apply it to your children, you apply it to your job. Your faith. Church is all about faith. Nobody else encourages you in your faith outside. People are speaking about money, physical, uh, uh, emotion. Faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Understand, all you leaders at the front here, that's our job. Every time, when, I, we go, when we go for homes, what else? Play games, entertainment? No, no. I want to make sure that on that day that homes finish, everybody in that, in that room, in my homes, goes back with a stronger faith. So they can take, because life is not just about Disneyland and about you know, making a lot of money. It's about faith. Who, which institution in this world is given the responsibility to encourage people's faith? Only the church, or you know, people can say, oh, all religions, are, okay, fine. But the church, especially, faith. Faith. Why, why am I preaching like there was no tomorrow? Because I want to make sure that your faith is strengthened. Okay, listen, uh, I want to play you a video and then we will close. Can, can XTV please play me this video? I, I sometimes call it the green screen theology. Here we go. Watch very carefully. The director tells you, I want you to do this. Jump up onto that thing and start stabbing it. And you say, are you crazy? And then you start seeing the real stuff at the end. The director knows 
exactly what He wants. When He asks you to punch the air. And then, in a real movie, you see you're fighting with Iron Man. And a lot of people don't realise that we have a director who says, keep on praying. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. Do you know the end of the movie? You will see. Keep on praying in tongues. Ay, yo, this one is so gila, man. Sounds so crazy. And we all enjoy the movie at the end. Wow, my word. Did you really jump on the giant and kill him? No, I just jumped on some wooden thing. In fact, I felt so stupid, no? Come to church every Sunday. Why keep coming? Why keep going to homes? <laughs> the director knows. Why keep giving? Ah, yeah, give again, give again, give again, give again. You watch. The director will show you. The end result is beautiful. Incredible Hulk. The real guy not so big, no? He has to act like big. <laughs> act, act big. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. And then comes Incredible Hulk in the real movie, right? He asks you to move that way because big guys move that way. See, but I don't like to move that way. It's so artificial. I don't like it. It's so artificial. It's not me. You know, a lot of Christians, it's not me. It's not me. No, no, no. The director said, no, you don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. So you don't do that. You sit down there, I don't know, like this crazy director. Always asking me to punch air. Always asking me to jump on wooden planks and stab the wooden plank. Green screen theology. Just do it. Your daughter is dead. Jesus says, just believe. Huh? What? Just believe. What? They said she's dead. Oh. Just don't be afraid. Send these people out of the room. They're crying, you know. There's no faith in this room. I don't need a lot of people with faith. No? I only need three or four people with faith. Are you all still with me? Why do we still do it? Extreme. <laughs> what in the world? And one day you will watch the movie and they will show angels are dancing with you. <gasps> That's why I sit to extreme. I felt like heaven came down. You see, because Jeff and the team was worshipping, I, I mean, not always I hear extreme go into free worship. No? Today was one of those days. And free worship also to some of you will be like, huh? How come the worship didn't ever say anything for the past three minutes? I'm sure some people are thinking that, oh, what is playing? The, uh, no, like, but there's no voice coming out, so they're playing. It's called, for those of you who are not familiar, it's called free worship. And you're supposed to, in that time, go like, oh, yes, God, you know, you say something to God. Uh. Love Him, praise Him. Don't go like, huh? That's what Jeff was doing. That's what the musicians were doing. You know? Are you with me? I know I'm, 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 I'm acting very silly as I'm doing this. I know my suit is going like this, my tie is going like that. And you go like, oh, my, your, my, your hair is in a mess, Pastor. I'm doing this so that you can remember. Keep doing it. The director knows what kind of movie he wants. We are the Avengers. <laughs> we will win. What does the song say? The song says, I know how the, how the story ends. That's what the song says, right? I know how the story ends. We end victorious. 
We end breakthrough. We end with a, you know, uh, why do we move from this place? Because this original place was too small. So we moved out and Elijah said, go. He said, no, no, Elisha, don't just say go. Come with us. Yes, the word of God, follow them. And trouble came. And there's always trouble. No trouble, no testimony. Talk a bit of the future. Throw it in. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.